Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sister Speak Show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, impact, and evolve. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through the arts. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through Ayana. You are listening to a syndicated podcast on Amazon Alexa where you can catch special guest interviews, live performances, in-studio interviews, and live on-location reports. The special guests who will be on the Sister Speak show are dynamic and impacting the communities with their passions. The Sister Speak show is a talk show that will keep your mind and your soul informed, energized, and encouraged. This is a cultural renaissance platform that influences a climate that is conducive to who you are and who you should be. No reckless entertainment, just responsible listening nourishment. We don't go dumb, we go wisdom. On the Sister Speak show, it's about making the known known. You can listen live and on demand to the Sister Speak show on Spreaker, Amazon Alexa, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Tumblr, and TuneIn Radio. Add us to your listening shuffle. We want to be the flavor in your ear. We consider the Sister Speak Show to be one of the dopest podcasts in podcasting. 
Thank you for your listening support and welcome. Let's tune in, shall we? Welcome my brothers and my sisters. I want to welcome you to The Suspense Files. On the Sister Speak Show, this is your host, Ayana, and I am excited to vibe out with you all. I am excited to bring you all an amazing Suspense Files episode today. I know some of you are wondering, well, where have you been, sister? I didn't hear anything from you in November. Check this out, y'all. First off, I got to say welcome, welcome, welcome to my international, national, and local listeners. I got braces and my mouth was on fire. Mm-mm. I could not talk to you all. There was nothing I was able to do. So I decided to make it no guest November and no show November. But I hope you all were able to catch up on all of the 156 episodes that I do have. Okay. On demand. We are the flavor in your ear. We are what we want to consider to be, um, you know, someone that you could add to your listening. Shuffle. The Sister Speak show is definitely gaining momentum. And I have planned a wonderful December for you all. I am excited about the lineup. I'm excited about the on-demand shows. And guess what? The Suspense Files, the episode about Taishi Prokop and the dangers, signs of a narcissist and sleeping with the enemy is my number one rated episode so far. So I said I'm going to give the people what they want. Y'all want some of those Suspense Files episodes because they relate to what you're going through. And I'm here for you. I really, really care about my listening audience. And I I really am dedicated to serving you in a way that you can say, you know what? Today, I'm going to podcast and chill with the Sister Speak show. Six segments dedicated towards your listening palette. We are in the building, everybody. So check this up. Everything is going up because anything going down is crashing. I hope your November uh, was life-changing. I hope you have learned lessons, and I hope you are able to extract the elements that you need in order to be successful uh, in everyday life, okay? It is a struggle for most of us, and um, even if it looks like it's not a struggle for other people, you'd be surprised what people are actually going through. I understand that this time of the year brings about a feeling of um, nostalgia, and it also brings about a feeling of abandonment and neglect and loneliness. Please do not allow holidays to deflect on what you know to be right well with your soul. I don't want you to subscribe to the notion that you have to go into this depression around these holidays because said people are no longer in the picture. You're in the picture. Okay? You're in the picture. And because of that, you must continue to develop. Do not allow depression to have its way with you all any day. And do not allow society, who makes up so many things that we traditionally fall into habitually, don't let society wreck you. You need to be independent thinkers. And I mean that. All over the world, please do not succumb to the pressures of BS. With that being said, brothers and sisters, I've been waiting for you all. Let's go ahead and switch this up just a little bit. I mean, we have to get right into it, don't we? (laughs) 
this evening, this day, this morning, whatever time you are tuning in to this episode of The Suspense Files, put your seatbelt in. Tonight's episode, Life Insurance Better Have My Money, the Francis Newton documentary, and the dangers of an obsessive relationship. The dangers of an open relationship. Are you ready? Are you in an obsessive relationship? Are you in an open relationship? Will you do anything for money? Even kill? Mm. The suspense files, mystery, obsession, crime stories, urban crime stories, urban cold cases. On the Sister Speak show, The Suspense Files. Let's get started with the Francis Newton documentary. And this episode is rated R for restricted listening audiences only. The language and the content that will be expressed and the ideas that will be expressed are serious and they're 100%. I'll see you on the other side of Life Insurance Better Have My Money, the Francis Newton story. Every child relies on their mother's love to keep them safe and warm. She had not really very much feeling for them at all. A parent always puts their children first. To do that to your children, I can't think of any reason for that. Unless they're more valuable dead. Houston, Texas, in 1987. An all too common scene plays out. Where the hell are you been? You're down, me. Young parents with two young children. Struggling with life and each other. Francis had no breaks in life. She didn't have a good education. And she became a mother when she was still a child herself. Is there any money? No, there's no money. Business is bad right now. Frances Newton is 15 when she has her son, Alton. And a few years later, daughter, Farah. It's too much, too soon. Now she and husband Adrian fight constantly. He was violent. She was violent. He sold drugs. She took drugs. What was ever for there to be happy about? What future was there? (sighs) 
Francis soon finds something to be happy about. A lover. Hoping he can bring the new life she wants. Let's go away together. Somewhere nice. Pretty soon she moves in with him. Leaving her children with her estranged husband. The couple is heading for a divorce. And Frances tells family she's scared of her husband, Adrian. She confides in her cousin. Hey, girls. Hey, Frances. Hey. What's happening, girls? Oh, well, Adrian and I, we've been fighting a lot lately. She stayed there just a short period of time. And then she asked her cousin to go back to the apartment with her. Can you come home with me? Sure, girl. The children were at the apartment with her husband at the time. On April 7th, 1987. The girls are in for a shock. Her husband was shot while he was asleep on the couch because his body was found on the couch lying face up, indicating that there had not been any struggle. children were in a bedroom together. Both of the children were asleep and they both were shot. It's a nightmare. You're talking about a baby's clothing that was covered in blood and the little boy's clothing was covered in blood and it, it was just really something that was heartbreaking. Has Francis's violent husband killed her children? And then himself? Or has an intruder wiped out her family? The truth is far stranger. In the spring of 1987, in Houston, Texas, 21-year-old Frances Newton and her cousin discover a shocking crime. Murder-suicide? Intruder? Or something else? The cousin informed the police that Frances had been acting oddly. Before she went back to the apartment, she was telling them, you know, you just never know when you might not see a loved one again. You know, you should never leave your family without letting them know you love. That's it, girl. 
Francis does something else odd. The cousins saw Francis hide a bag in a house next door to the relative's house. And there is something nobody knows. Frances has taken out life insurance on her family. Hi, uh, these big insurance policies y'all sent out. She took one out for herself and one out for her daughter, who was less than two years old, and one out for her husband. You got along? Uh, yeah, uh, that's Ferris and Adrian's as well. Oh. Each policy was $50,000. Oh, uh, he, he signed it. Uh, he just can't come in a day. He's working. She forged her husband's name on the life insurance policy. Well, thanks. I'll have a good look at this and I'll get back to you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Goodbye. The policies are Francis's secret for now. But the police have the stashed bag, and inside of it, a gun. Ballistics testing showed that the bullet from each body was fired from the gun that Frances hid next to the relative's house, the same gun that had been taken from her boyfriend's apartment. It doesn't take long to piece together the real story. Frances visits her family to cash in some life insurance and waits until they take a noon nap. She lacked education in every area of her life. And so 50,000 was like a treasure chest of gold coins. Like the pirates in the movies, it was everything. With every shot, Frances thinks she's scoring another 50 grand. them very quickly in succession, one after the other. She thought killing them would bring her the money she wanted, followed by the life she wanted. As if no one would notice. Francis tries to claim the insurance payouts just two weeks after the murders. A lot of people who do have insurance policies on their children don't want to cash them in. Not Francis. Yeah, yeah, I've been reading about A company representative calls police. Yeah, 
and I have this woman named Frances. Yes, Frances Newton. She came in. Frances Newton's escape from the everyday pressures of a young family comes to an abrupt end. There was just really overwhelming evidence because of the murder weapon, because of her hiding it belonging to her boyfriend, the insurance policies. I mean, you really could not get much stronger evidence than that. Frances Newton is found guilty of capital murder and sentenced to death. She spends 19 years on death row and manages to keep her true crime secret from cellmates. It was smart for Frances to keep her mouth shut and never admit that she killed her own children or one of the other death row inmates might have killed her. In the end, the state of Texas kills Francis by lethal injection in September 2005. I think Francis was capable of further murders. If they crossed that line to kill their baby and their young child for really no reason other than money, if you cross that line, I don't tell him what other lines you're capable of crossing. Listening to this is the Speak Show is even easier now with the new abilities available from Spreaker Skill on Amazon Alexa. With Spreaker on Alexa, you can now listen to the Sister Speak Show from even more places from all around the world. You also have navigation control. Fast forward and rewind podcast to make sure you never miss a second of your favorite show. And then you can ask for show recommendations like the Sister Speak Show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Francis Newton. She said life insurance better have my money. And life insurance said, who are you trying to pin? See, you have to be willing to think things all the way through before you do them. Three children, excuse me, two children and her husband. $50,000 each, 19 years in prison, and you don't get to enjoy the money. Hmm. Let's move on, shall we? Obsessive behaviors in a relationship. Now, I know my voice is very calm right now, but as we get into it, it may get a little bit more passionate. As we dive into the fugazi and the effery that can take place. We're here to help, we're here to heal. But we got to call it out first, don't we? Let's get into it. The dangers of an obsessive relationship. The dangers of an open relationship. Let's get it and let's go. Obsessive love disorder. An overwhelming attraction to one person. 
obsessive thoughts about the person. Feeling the need to protect the person you are in love with. Possessive thoughts and actions. Extreme jealousy over the other person's interpersonal interactions. Now, low self-esteem. These are the symptoms, some of the symptoms of being in an obsessive relationship. Are you the one who's obsessed? Are you being obsessed over? OLD, obsessive love disorder. A personality disorder. Now, there is no separate medical or psychological classification that exists for obsessive love disorder. It can often accompany other mental illnesses. People who have OLD may also not take rejection easily. Do you notice any of these signs? Do you see yourself in this situation so far? Oh, we're going somewhere with this. Other signs of this disorder. Repeated text, emails, phone calls to the other person. A constant need for reassurance. Difficulty having friendships or maintaining contact with family members because of obsession over one person, monitoring the actions of the other person, controlling where the other person goes and the activities they gauge in. Let's go back, shall we? Overwhelming attraction to one person. I mean, this person has got you all caught up. I mean, you, you've got to have them. Let's just say you were able to get them. And you're not going to let them go by any means necessary. You will have them, even if it means dysfunctioning, even if it means stepping out of your external character. What is an external character? It's the one that you display before people, but the internal character is who really reigns. See, you can only masquerade so long with that external Character, but the inner you, the inner core, will always find a way to spring a leak. Guaranteed. This person is super fine, super thick. I mean, they've got everything that makes you tick. Your entire flesh is enamored and in lust. Lust, that, yes, lust with this person. Nothing occupies your time. Nothing occupies your space. Only the only object of your four being is him or her. By any means necessary. You know, sometimes you don't even know you're obsessive until you're deep in it. And then somebody has to call it out and say, girl... Brother, sister, king, queen, 
you're obsessed with him. You're obsessed with her and this is unhealthy. You can't. You can't keep popping up like this. You can't keep demanding them to belong to you because they don't belong to you. Let's keep going, shall we? The obsessive thoughts about the person, where are they? What are they doing? How are they doing? When are they doing? I mean, you are constantly, 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 constantly wondering where they are every second of the day. And then you begin to have thoughts, thoughts of, are they cheating? What are they doing? How come they haven't called me? Why aren't they responding to my text messages? Uh, I've left about 50,000 of them. Why are they not responding to my calls? I've called about 90,000 times. I've called and I have left messages. I have popped up at his job. I have popped up at his friend's house. I popped out at his mom and them house. I have traveled up and down the road looking for any car that even suspiciously looks like his. Wait a minute, is that his car? Is that it? Oh, oh no, that ain't him, that ain't him. See, that's an obsessive thought. What are you doing? Don't lie to me. I know that you cheat on me. I know. I, I can tell. I can tell. Don't, 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 don't play with me. Obsessed. Even if they are telling you the truth, you ain't gonna believe it because your mind has made up that this person is out there doing whatever to you and not for you. Mm. Obsessive thoughts. I want to be his wife. I want to be her husband. Obsessive thoughts. She better not be sleeping with anybody else. He better not be sleeping with anybody else. Ooh, I'll kill him. Oh, I can't wait for our wedding. Oh my gosh. Mm, Mrs. Such and such. Mr. Such and such. I mean, come on. The thoughts about this person. You even masturbate to their picture. Pause. Did I say that? Yes. I'm keeping it 100. Don't act like people don't do it. I mean, you can even obsess over somebody you've never met before. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Obsess. obsess excuse me. Obsessive thoughts are not just with somebody that you know. You can have an obsessive thought, obsessive lust for someone who you fantasize about on the TV screen, on your IG, okay, on your Facebook, on your Twitter, in your office, at a store, on public transit, transportation. It goes deep and we want to help you today. Because somebody right now is calling you crazy. They're calling you crazy. They are calling you crazy and with good reason. Because you're acting crazy. Now, let's carry on. <laughs> Extreme jealousy over the interpersonal reactions, interactions. You do not want them to have any type of interaction with anybody else. He's yours. She's yours. That time that they're spending with them, they could be spending with you. So you begin to sabotage. You begin to create situations that make it seem like you got Munchausen syndrome. Munchausen syndrome, you know, when you pretend like you're sick, but you're really not, but you need the attention. So you make yourself ill and well so somebody can pay attention to you or, you know, um, you, it's really something, an effect that happens with mothers and children where they repeatedly make them sick so they can be there for them. It's really obsessive. It gets deep. You did bring your scuba gear, didn't you? Low self-esteem. Now, low self-esteem is something that occurs when the 
environment that you are around is not conducive to your confidence and your confidence building. And sometimes you can be in that environment, but just have these negative thoughts about you. And as a result, you feel that um, because your esteem is so low that when you do meet up with somebody, when you do link up with somebody and they do show you attention, you become attached and you do things that you know that somebody with more confidence would not do because they know better. Okay. Now, with the repeated text, emails, and phone calls to that person, you know what you're saying? I can't get enough of you and I need you to call me back right now. And when somebody doesn't call you back right now, you can become obsessed. I've learned, look, if I call you once and you don't pick up, I may call you twice. But if you are intentionally ignoring me, to hell with you. Okay? Let me show you how much I do not need you. But when you are suffering from low self-esteem, you will continue to call. And that person may or may not, and sometimes they do, they will talk about how crazy you are and show people how much you've called, show people how many times you've text messaged them. They may even have to go so far as to get a restraining order on you because you won't back off. Now, just listen, I'm going somewhere with this. You have a constant need for reassurance. You, do I look pretty? Um, you do love me, right? You're going to call me back, right? You're not lying, are you? How come you didn't call me back? Is this something I've done? Did I do something to piss you off? Are you mad at me? I bought you something. Look, look, I did this for you. Aren't you glad? Constantly trying to gain and win their attention and approval. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been there before. It gets real. Now, difficulty having friendships or maintaining constant contact with family members because of the obsession over one person. You're missing out on everything and anything because that time that you're spending with your family is time you could spend stalking the person who you're obsessing over and uh you could be doing, you know, drive-bys and, you know, uh uh pop-ups, but instead, you know, your family wants to have a function and they want you to participate, but the only thing you could think about is if I'm here, what is he or she doing over there? Mhm. Monitoring the actions of the other person, controlling where the other person goes and the activities that they engage in. Okay, now as a result of all this, brothers and sisters, you're experiencing what's called emotional attachment issues, a lack of empathy or an obsession with another person. There are different types of attachment disorders that occur when this is going on. One is uh, disinhabited social engagement disorder and reactive attachment disorder. Both of these disorders, let me say it again, DSED, disinhibited social engagement disorder, and RAD, reactive attachment disorder. Both of these develop during childhood from negative experiences with parents or other adult caregivers. There's a root to the obsession. There's a root to the OLD. And a lot of it develops during childhood. So we're going to have to go back to our childhood, go back to those gardens, walk amongst the weeds, name the weeds, and pull them from the root. We're going to have to go back to the garden that has overgrown. And we, we, can't, we will call it a garden even though it does not have the appearance of one because of all of what has manifested. 
There are several gardens in our lives that we are not tending to that have weeds in them because to deal with it means that we're going to have to regress. But you'd be amazed at how much of a wonderful counselor Jesus the Christ is where he will take us to that garden. I help us identify those weeds, uproot those weeds and set your feet on a solid ground and renew your mind and creating you a clean heart. Now let's get into this because I've been waiting to say this with this development that takes place during childhood from negative experiences with parents or other adult caregivers. Hear me, brothers and sisters. I've been going through for you. I have been experiencing some things in my life for your breakthrough. What? Yeah. Ooh, man down, man up. Here we go. Now listen, and hear me well. I decided a month ago that I was not going to spend another day in the landfield. The landfield, the land field, a place where trash all Trash from all cities, towns, state. Okay, everyone has it. Landfield. Where the garbage truck take all of the junk and the trash and discard it. It's where the vultures and the seagulls hover and eat. Okay? The landfield. Trash. Garbage. For you who are bougie garbage. Garbage. Other people's trash. And I'm standing in the middle of this landfill. Encompassed by trash. Other people's trash. You can be in the midst of a landfill and not know it. It isn't until you smell the shit in the landfill that you would have had enough. I'm about to go here, so beware. I said to myself, how much longer are you going to continue to smell your daddy's shit? How much longer are you going to continue to smell your mama's shit? Your brother's shit, your sister's shit, your family's shit, and your shit. You got to include yourself because you'd be a fool to think that you ain't accountable for some of the things that take place in your life. How long are you going to be surrounded by your parents' trash and your family's trash and your own trash and other people's trash? How long will you be surrounded by everybody in your life's trash? How long will you clean it up? How long will you inhale these toxic fumes? How long will you serve their punishment? Ayana, do you love your parents? I absolutely do. But I don't love them more than I love the Lord. Facts. And I don't have to stay in a landfill and inhale other people's shit. Shit that I'm not responsible for. Trash that I'm not responsible for. That have developed into my character. And have 
permeated some of my actions, thoughts, and, and the ways that I do things. Now, it wasn't until I smelled some shit that I said enough is enough. If this is the reason why I move and I groove and I dysfunction. See, you can move and groove and also dysfunction. You got to be honest with yourself. If this is the reason why I'm dysfunctioning, I'm done. People will pour their trash on you and expect you to clean it up. People will leave you in a landfill and not come and rescue you, but just add more and more trash. People will add trash to your marriage, your career, and your lifestyle if you let them. People have a funny way of intruding in your life at a very young age with their lack of social development and their own personality disorders that they inherited from their mama's 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 and their daddy's 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 daddy. Yeah, generational dysfunction that can lead to obsessive relationships and open relationships. I said, I'm not going to sit here and be the scapegoat for anybody else's bullshit. The only way I'll go through it is if this is going to make me be a stronger encourager for my listening audience. But I unprescribe myself. I unsubscribe and unprescribe myself to the dysfunction of the landfill that ultimately has dictated some of my Actions, watching other people experience as a teacher. But when you are a healer, when you are one who attracts the wounded, you can find yourself in a landfill, taking on your mama's punishments, your daddy's punishments. You know, got to be honest about this. See, some of you are extremely family oriented. No matter what. And I don't live in a no matter what mind frame. Because no matter what can fuck you up. No matter what can have you making decisions in relationships. That if you were surrounded in, in, a, in, in an environment that is conducive. You would make better decisions. But that does not mean that you have to continue to dysfunction. Because you were not in that. It means that you have to say enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I hate the smell of shit. Whether it's human shit or animal shit, I don't like it. And people will continue to pour their trash on you and around you. And then you have to say enough is enough. Enough is enough. I don't want to smell like trash. I don't want to smell like shit. And if that means that you have to separate yourself from the very people who have created a dysfunctional curriculum for you to live by, then geolocate mentally, physically, and spiritually. Get out of Dodge. Now look, you're in this landfill and you don't know how to get out. 
your husband's trash, your wife's trash, the affair, the trash of the affair, the trash of the undermining, the trash of the betrayal, the trash of all those things. Mm -hmm. How are you playing a role in that? I said, I'm done with this. I looked insanity in the face and I said, F you. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. Oh, well, if I fix this, then that won't happen anymore. How long will we stay in the landfill? How long will we allow generational trash to embrace us? Every sister that calls you with an issue, every brother that calls you with an issue all the time, just always got an issue, always have an issue, a social issue, a relationship issue with their wife, with their husband, you know, always got an issue. You got to watch out for those trash men, those trash women. At some point, you're going to learn to tell people that they need to go to the most high God. They need to go to Jesus the Christ and they need to work it out. You ain't got all the answers. You ain't the hero. You ain't the shero. Sometimes you have to tell people, look, I don't want to hear it. And I don't want to be a part of it. That's why so many changes are taking place in my life right now to my listening audience. So many. I have had enough. Enough. And I won't take it anymore. Enough. Obsessive relationships lead to death. A spiritual death first and a physical one next. Let's go on, shall we? So these negative experiences that we've seen from people, we are not to emulate and we are not to let have its way in our lives another day. If your daddy was whooping on your mama, it was wrong and you don't need to do it. If your mama was whooping on your daddy, it was wrong and you don't need to do it. If your daddy never learned how to talk to a woman, it does not mean that you do not need to learn how to talk to a woman. If your mama never learned how to talk to a man, it does not mean that you do not know how to learn. That does not mean that you should not learn how to talk to a man. The curriculum is equal. Both men and women need to unlearn the unhealthy and start to desire the healthy. Just because you saw mama slapping up men don't mean you need to slap up on men. Just because you saw mama pimping men out of money don't mean you need to pimp men out of money. Just because you saw your husband, you saw your daddy um, pimping women and, and beating on women and doing all this stuff and, you know, being a womanizer. That doesn't mean you got to be that way, too. Just because your daddy don't show your mama no affection or his wife no affection or because your mama don't show her husband or or uh, any affection. That doesn't mean that you do not have to do that. You are required. You still got to show up. You cannot dysfunction even if you've been in dysfunction. 
You got to come out of it. You have to want to not do. You got to know that this ain't right. You're bitter. You're miserable because of what you've seen from your childhood, whether it's disinhabited social engagement disorder or reactive attachment disorder. They both developed during childhood from negative experiences with parents or other adult caregivers. And we have to address these behaviors that we have seen. Stop sweeping it under the rug with one piece of straw on the broom. How much trash can you sweep up if there's only one straw on the broom? How much trash are you going to continue to sweep under your bed, under the rug, in the closet? But then when the very people who have displayed these negative behaviors in front of you demand you to be a full time daughter or son to them. And then when you address these issues with them, depending on their level of maturity and repentance and humility, you're either going to be met with amnesia and arrogance or humility and a heartfelt apology. Somebody, where is it? Where, where is it today? Where is it? There's going to be two type of reactions that take place as a result of what they showed before you. Now, I understand nobody is perfect. I understand that there are no, um, what people want to say. Well, you know what people want to say? There's no manual. There is a manual. There is a holy word that teaches us how to be. I'm not going to sit here and let you all escape from uh, a righteous seeking and in learning wisdom. Wisdom is there. She's screaming out. But the problem is we want to gather for Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, and all these days and sit around and eat food with the very people who have fucked your life up. Ooh, ooh. Strong language. I dropped it. I had to. Because sometimes you just got to. That F-bomb is behind the glass and you have to break in case of emergency. But you eat with the very people who enslave you. Who oppress you. You go to all their functions. You hang out and you laugh with a fake laugh. And you sit there because this is family. And this is the very people who have thrown you in a pit over and over and over again. And they will never apologize to you. But all you got to do is bring together some stuffing, some lamb chops, some pork chops, some fried chicken, some green beans, and some whatever else you eat. And it's all good. But you leave home stuffed and still fucked up. Pleasing everybody else but yourself. Regretting having to sit across from, you know, uh, the molester. The womanizer. The abuser. The, the habitual fornicator. You know, the whoremonger. You got to sit around these people and you go around these people and they don't have anything for you but more captivity. How long are you going to live like an Egyptian in Canaan? You in Canaan, but you act like an Egyptian. 
He delivered you and you keep going back for your family reunions, for your birthday parties, for your um, weddings and all the other events because it's a family event. Family, to, to call yourself family is a privilege, I feel. Some of the worst enemies you could ever meet done gave birth to you. Have given, done gave birth. Come on, Ayana. Have given birth to you. Some of your worst enemies call themselves cousins and friends and best friends and brothers and sisters and, and, and have got it out for you. But as long as we can gather at the table, don't address any issues, nothing. I mean, there are fights that take place at, at, at these events. Why? Because of the disinhabited social engagement disorders that they saw or the reactive attachment disorder. It happens all the time. You keep bringing these people together who have a whole bunch of BS going on in their lives that create drama for other people. And you want to know why you can't function in a regular relationship? No wonder you're obsessive. Truth be told, you just want one somebody to love you. I get it. You want somebody to hold you up. You want somebody to say, I love you and mean it. You want somebody not to betray you. You want somebody to be loyal to you. I get it. You want to be able not to have trust issues. I get it. And then if this person sleeps with you, now there's this soul tie that further puts you into an emotional captivity. All you want, all you want is just that one somebody to love you the right way. But because it has not been modeled before you in your younger years, you struggle in your adult years. You have hurt so many people because of what you have seen and what you have not dealt with. And because of that, they, you don't walk into a season of redemption. But in, in a season of repetition. A spiritual serial killer with the hearts of people who genuinely have loved you. So many of you men have dogged out women because you are dogged out yourself from your childhood. That woman you're with right now didn't do it to you. That's an issue you got with your mama and them. Deal with it. Deal with it. You can still honor your mama and tell her she was wrong. You can still honor your parents and tell them that what they did to you was wrong. Let them have all the amnesia, but get it off your chest. There's a way to do it. And sometimes you may explode in anger. We ain't supposed to sin in it. I've exploded in anger before. Have you? Have you popped off? Because you tired of people trying you? How long will you suffer with the trash that you have seen? Garbage goes in the garbage can and then it goes into the truck and then it is taken to the landfill. How did you end up in the garbage bag? 
Because you're a nice person. Because you're an empath. Because you're meek. Don't know how to fight. Don't know how to stand up. Don't know how to tell somebody no. Stop. Just let people do whatever they want to to you, right? How much longer are you going to suffer because your mama is angry? Because your daddy is angry? And don't let it be that you come from a home that did not remain intact with the biblical family unit. You really are suffering. Because now you see broken relationships. Right? And you've seen the ugliness of it. And at one point you said, I'll never treat my husband like that. I'll never treat my wife like that. But you are a predator to them. And they love you. But they sick and tired of you. They tired of it. Because just when you think that this is going to be something... Here comes some more trash. And as a result of it, you damage your allies. You know, it's got to be a slap in the Lord's face. It had to have been. And in the most respectful way of saying this, how do you be delivered from Egypt? Enter into a land of milk and honey and clusters of grapes and still say, I'd rather be in Egypt. I'd rather be in captivity. I'd rather hang around my captors because it's comfortable and familiar. Think about that. How many of you all are getting ready to travel back home to Egypt for the holidays? I just want to know how many of you are traveling back to Egypt to hang out with Pharaoh and them these holidays. How many of you are getting ready to go meet your mama's new boyfriend, but you can't keep a man to save your life. How many of y'all getting ready to meet your daddy's girlfriend again? Again, again. What's wrong with sitting out this year? You know, your absence speaks volumes. When you break away from your family's traditions and from your family's ways of doing things that do not reflect an environment that is conducive to you functioning righteously. Amazing things begin to happen. Now, they're going to hate you. They're not going to like you because now you don't want to be on a glide path. But now you are dealing with your negative experiences that you've had with your parents and other adult caregivers. Don't let people stop you from pulling up the weeds. Don't let people stop you from grabbing on to that crane that comes into the landfill and, you know, dumps all the trash off in the cars. Don't let that, don't let that pass you by. 
I need you to use the trash pile. Climb on it. And I need you to climb to the top of that pile. Oh, stop it. You already smell like shit anyway. Climb up to the top of the pile. And I need you to wave your hands in the air and signal for help today. Today. I need you to signal for help. S-O-S. Signal for help. At the end of Bear Grylls, Man vs. Wild, he gathers the materials that he needs from wherever he is and he creates a signal for rescue so he can be spotted so they will be able however the rescue operation is coming in whatever form they can see him because he wants out he wants to be rescued it's a versus some of you right now are in a versus and have been in a versus for years. It's you versus, and then you fill in the blank. You know who your opponent is? You versus. You versus. How many versus? Now, if you say you don't have any enemies, you are a liar, and you need to let that lie go back to the pit of hell from which it comes from. If you don't have any enemies, you're not doing anything in your life. What? Yeah. You need to, opposition elevates you to a new position. So if there is nothing in your life right now that you can consider to be a blockage, a hindrance, an enemy does not have to necessarily be a physical one, okay? Come on now, your enemy can also be your inner me. I mean, it goes deep. But now, what are your verses today? Who is in the ring with you? What is their score as far as TKOs versus yours? Have you ever even suited up? Or is this a regular ass kicking that you receive all the time? There's only so many times you can be kicked. So how are you developing because I'm telling you right now, the people around you who are dysfunctional, they maintain a lifestyle that looks like everything is okay while you can't get ahead. You're suffering, but for some reason, the people around you are still going on. That's dangerous. See, in DSED, you might be overly friendly and not take precautions around strangers. Hello, little girl. Hi. Will you help me look for my lost puppy? Your puppy is lost? Yes, he's lost in my car somewhere. I'll help you. I'll help you look for him right now. Hey, big girl. What's up? Um, I want... Uh, you know, I'm going through some things and, um, you know, trying to get back on my feet financially. I'm trying to get into this barber school and, you know, I'm trying to, trying to, you know, do better. And, you know, I got this little bit of child support and, you know, I just, you know, I, I help you. I, I do anything for you. I love you. I just, I love you. I just, you know. Hey, hey, what's up, baby girl? 
you looking real good. I seen your photos. Let's meet up. You know, you looking real good on that IG. Let's link up outside of IG and see what it do. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, you can even be so friendly that your spouse can treat you like shit and you still be nice to them. Family treats you like shit and you still be nice to them. Overly friendly. That's how they get over on you because you're too nice. You're too nice. See, that's the problem. I didn't say don't be nice. But too nice, T-O-O, is a problem. Are you too nice? When's the last time you said no? When's the last time you said no, you can't take my car? Overly friendly women let men drop them off at work and they take their car during the day, running around town, living their worst life in your best life. Okay? Because their life is the worst life. They are living their worst life through your best life. Understand that. They riding around in your stuff all day long, ain't working, ain't doing nothing, won't gas up the car, got his homies in the car, pick up a chicken in your car, won't show up to pick you up from work on time, and he'll show up two hours later, you gone, somebody done had to drop you off, they finally come back to the house, and only thing you can say is, call me next time. Why didn't you pick up my call? Instead of getting mad, instead of getting angry, you sit there and let them do it over and over and over and over again. Because part of you is like, hopefully they'll get it and they'll stop being a jerk and they'll stop using you. So you might take that role. But once you see that a snake is a snake is a snake, then that is a snake. So what if his hiss sounds different? Sometimes his hiss can sound like this. Sis. <laughs> I'm so serious about this today. Some of you right now are waiting on your car to come back. Right now. Nigga been, I mean, the brother been gone for two days. In your car. He ain't got no license. He don't pay on the insurance. He don't do nothing for you, but he's in your shit. And he ain't brought it back. And he took another girl out to eat in your stuff while you at work from nine to five. This all goes back to what happened in your childhood that would allow somebody to continue to play you like that. Now, some of us have never seen our mama walk away from our daddy. Some of us have seen our parents work it out good, bad, and indifferent. But that's in a marriage, right? But there are some marriages that we have witnessed that have been so toxic that they have an effect on us. Where you try to hold it down. Don't y'all know by now that anything going down is crashing? I'm going to hold my man down. I'm going to hold my nigga down. I'm going to hold him down. And what, what, it, I mean, what, what type of elevation do you get going down? Holding somebody down. Proving to somebody that you worth it. 
If you don't prove to yourself first that you're worth it, stop trying to prove to these worthless people that you're worth it. Don't you understand that they see that you don't know that you have worth? Don't you know that they can see that? They can see your childhood trauma. They can see it. And not only that, you done pillow talked it. Yeah, you gave her, you sexing, you having sex, you fornicating. And you vulnerable. And all he got to do is just give you some penis. All she got to do is just give you some pussy. And you swear. I mean, you telling him everything when I was five. I jumped off the ledge, but it was only, I didn't hurt myself when I was six. I stole a grape when I was seven. I um, kissed this boy. I mean, you telling him everything and this nigga ain't told you. I mean, this brother ain't told you nothing about himself. Just a little bit to bring you in and he don't say nothing else. And he watched you spill the beans and he's going to use it against you later. Facts. You cannot be vulnerable with everybody. Because everybody will not take your vulnerabilities and use them for good. They'll use them against you. They'll prey on you with them. They will hit you where it hurts. And because they know you're traumatized and you're suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome from your childhood and you have not confronted your verses, now they know that they can do anything to you and you're not going anywhere. And other people will be like, girl, if that was me, some of them very same people are getting slapped inside the head by four men right now. Okay? They roll it over right now to nothing but a semen stain, but can't see the men that's leaving them. Shit, Ayana, that was... Some of you right now, this man left at three in the morning because he can and he'll be back when he can. And you're going to let him in because you just want a warm body next to you. It's cuffing season, everybody. It's cuffing. Hey, everybody. It's cuffing season. Oh, my gosh. Cuff who you can. Yeah. Cuff them. And then get rid of them after February 14th. It's cuffing season. Grab you somebody. Go online. Create a profile. Do what you can do to get you somebody because it's cold out there. You know, it can be cold in the summertime too. But it's cuffing season. You got to have somebody right now. And he and she both know it. And that's why they are pimping you. But... You can be delivered from being pimped. Now, as a result of this, you have now delusional jealousy. Delusional jealousy. Yeah, this isn't exhibited. This is, okay, let me, how can I say? Delusional jealousy is exhibited by an instant, how can I, mm, okay. It is proven, it is exhibited by an instance on things that are already proven false. So even though you think this is happening, it's not really happening, but you swear it's happening, so it's happening. So even if it's raining outside, you think it's sunshine and nobody else can tell you that it's sunshine, even though for a fact it's raining. That's delusional jealousy, where you have created things in your mind that are not so, and now you have obsessed over them to where you're jealous. Now, jealous is not a bad thing. Hear me on this, what I'm saying. Jealousy navigated righteously is an understood feeling. 
It's just um, vindictive jealousy, malicious jealousy, wicked jealousy that is a problem. But to naturally, you know, have a feeling of, hey, what's going on? And, you know, what about me? You know, or wow, you know, I see you are this great man to everybody else and know how to do all these other things and be a husband to everybody else. But what about me? Or you're such a wonderful wife to everybody else, but... You know, I never knew you could cook or I never knew you knew how to nurse a wound. I mean, I fell off the ladder the other day and you just looked at me. Um, you know, um, it, it, it's it's serious. OK, that 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 that's that's delusional jealousy can lead to a lot of stalking and a lot of what we talked about earlier with the. Um, repeated texts, emails, phone calls to the other person, a constant need for reassurance and um, monitoring the actions of the other person, as well as controlling where the other person goes and the activities that they engage in. It's serious. Now, um, when it comes to obsessive love, delusional jealousy can cause you to believe that the other person has reciprocated their feelings for you, even if they've made it clear that this is indeed not true. This happens all, okay, so then delusional jealousy is linked to alcoholism. Think about that. Think about that. People drinking because they are delusionally jealous. They believe that somebody is doing something that they're not. It doesn't matter what you say. They believe it. And as a result, now they're drinking and we know that the drinking leads to aggressive behavior and uh, inebriated decisions that can result in death, that can result in domestic violence and does moving forward. So as a result of your delusional jealousy, you now have entered into what is called erotomania. 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 This is an intersection between delusional and obsessive love disorders. With erotomania, you believe that someone famous or of a higher social status is in love with you. Um, see, <laughs> I think I've suffered from this. <laughs> I got to be very honest about this. As a child, you know, when you look at these stars, I know I had erotomania. I had to have erotomania for Michael Jackson because of that yellow sweater poster. Oh my gosh, and LL Cool J at the time. Not now, but then. You can develop that. You can see somebody cross the stage or come across TV and you'd be like, I love him. I love him now and I love him aggressively. I love her. And then you can look at a magazine like Hustler, Penthouse, not endorsing these, but many people um, obsess people through different ways, whether it's on screen through a periodical, you know, um, IG, Facebook, it, it is serious. Or even like I said, in, in, in normal everyday situations, but with erotomania, we're talking about a higher social status and somebody famous. So IE, here come the groupies, here come the stalkers who believe that you're talking to them, you're in love with them, 
You have sent them subliminal messages and now they are here to act upon it. And then now you have this, which then, excuse me, leads into the anti-stalking laws and restraining orders and having to carry, you know, a pistol with having a license to carry, going to the gun range, knowing how to do it and not abusing a gun in any way, shape or form, but using it as a form of protection. If you have to defend yourself, people, because people who have erotomania are crazy, they will dedicate, dedicate shrines okay for the person who they are obsessing over they will mail them numerous times they will send them flowers and gifts they will even try to break into their homes you've heard the stories of people breaking into celebrity houses and jumping the fences and even attacking celebrities you know this kind of well, no, I won't say that, but I kind of feel like the paparazzi suffers from a little bit of this erotomania. I think that they are, uh, are in an obsessive love with celebrities as well. And they, a lot of times use the, um, the auspices of being a photographer, uh, as a way to entrap or enslave said celebrity that they obsess over. It's real. So let's go on and move forward with this. Um, are you obsessed with somebody that is of a higher status? Are you obsessed with somebody who is famous? Do you believe that they love you and are in love with you? They're not. They don't know you. They might know you if you've been ridiculously um, obsessive. If you have been, if you have crossed the lines of a quote unquote fan or a supporter, you know, um, if you have done everything you can to get in bed with this person, if you're sending them nude photos, if you are sending, you know, uh, dick pics, if you're sending, uh, you know, all kind of pictures and, you know, all kind of erotic suggestions to lure them in because we know the flesh is weak. So sometimes that's all it takes is a little flick or two to get somebody roused up. And I just want to encourage everybody, your body is private. Your body is precious. And with this day and age, with the way, with the rage of manipulation, with the rage of extortion, with the rage of um, unrighteous thinking and vindictiveness, why the hell would you ever take a picture of your body parts and send them to somebody? Why would you do that? You know they showing that photo to other people, don't you? Do, do you not understand the ramifications and the repercussions of that? Why would, you know, I met somebody who told me that they have sent nude photos to other women. And this person is married. Okay. And this person just shrugged it off. They sent them to him. He sent them to them. And I said to myself, you disrespectful heathen in my head. You know, I'm not one for that. You're defiling your marriage bed. And if you are engaged in a situation, and I got to say this, if you are having an affair on your spouse, you will always get caught. First by God. And you're going to start to notice that your life begins to crumble before your very eyes. Why are you sending pictures of your body parts to other people? Why would you embarrass your spouse like that? Betray your spouse like that? Don't you know that they know what's really going on? If you are a husband and you send a dick pic to somebody or 
Don't you know that that leaves your wife to think that you are living a suspicious lifestyle? They ain't gonna wanna see that shit. Don't you know if you send in nude photos of your body parts, your breasts, and you giving butt, sh butt shots and frontal shots to other men, don't you understand that there are repercussions for that? Don't you know that people can make money off of your picture? Don't you know that that photo can be put up on a website and you be blackmailed? How far are you in this thing of where you got to get your rocks off? You know, if ain't nobody sleeping with you or you ain't had sex in a long time or this, that, and the third. And now you are caught up in a whole, you, now you are a full-blown slut all throughout the community because there's something wrong in your marriage. And instead of dealing with it, you want to go out and be a whoremonger or a whore. And now you bringing back yeast infections and diseases and all kind of trust issues. You know, you're the one who's breaking the marriage down. And I'm sure you probably blame your spouse for the reason why you going out and cheating. Instead of being a conqueror and dealing with the situation. Now you've got all these other people involved. And now because you cheating, now your mistress or your side chuck has become obsessed with you and you can't get rid of them. How bad do you have to nut? I'm going to ask you that. How bad do you have to have an orgasm? Is it that damn serious that you have to engage in behaviors that ruin lives, other people's lives, that make you look crazy? That now you've got people obsessed over you because you done took a dick pic or you done took a tit pic or a clit pic. Let me speak your language right now, y'all. You know it's strong language. But I got to speak to you because some of you all are doing this right now and you are effing it up for your own future. I'm a man. I got to have, you know, I'm a man. I got to have, I'm a man. I'm a man. Well, when the hell did you discover it? Because you keep saying that. I'm a man. I'm a man. Who has challenged you to prove that? Because if you saying it, somebody, you being challenged. Because a man don't never have to say he's a man that knows he's a man. That's acting as a man, being a man, and his full responsibilities of a man. A real man? Ha! A real woman? A real woman. We talking about a real woman. And a real man. They're not going to betray the trust. And if they do, yes, they can repent. Yes, they can be redeemed. There's still going to be some consequences. Your wife don't want nobody else seeing your penis. Your husband don't want nobody else seeing your vagina. How clear is that? How clear is that? What the f*** is going on with you that you feel the need? What have you gotten into to where you are doing this? What's going on from your childhood that has run however old you are? Let's just say you 24. That's done run 24 miles ahead of time in 2018 to where you doing this type of stuff 
Deal with the person who molested you. Deal with these issues so you will not ruin your marriages. Because if you do not deal with this, it will enter into your marriage. Oh, on the suspense files, I got some topics, y'all, that are serious. That I've watched and I have experienced. But when somebody decides to act upon the negative experiences from their childhood as an adult. They are a wrecking ball. They eat shrapnel daily. They are wounded. Visually wounded. Physically wounded. Spiritually wounded. Instead of addressing with addressing it, depending on, don't let them be a narcissist because they don't think anything's wrong with them at all. But, you know, dealing with these issues affect everybody around you. And now you believe that somebody of a higher status is in love with you because you can't see the forest for the trees. You used to be the man. And a lot of times I used to be the man. No, you used to be a womanizer that ran through a whole bunch of women, wrecking lives, destroying women, creating situations, not finishing them, not using a rubber, producing children, fucking up everybody's life. That's what you used to be. Don't gloat if you used to be a pimp. Don't ever brag about pimping women out of their money. You are wounded, brother. You are in some relationships and you have some disorders that uh, result from you not getting that rototilla and getting in that garden. Some of you right now, and I know this for a fact because I used to be it, are a daddy's girl and a mama's boy. And that's a problem. I'm a daddy's girl. I'm a mama's boy. Okay. Let's go back to those negative childhood experiences. Because that's all they're going to ever see you as. Somebody who's willing to do anything for them at any time. Adjust your happiness to please them. Mm, mm, mm. How many of you all right now are living in your mama and daddy's dreams and fantasies? How many of you right now are acting out your mama and daddy's ways? How many of you right now are doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing, living a life that you ain't supposed to be living, but it pleases mama and it pleases daddy? Some of you are a fifth generation vacuum cleaner seller and you ain't supposed to be one. Ain't nothing wrong with vacuums. I love to vacuum. Understand what I'm saying. It's the family way. It's the family tradition. The Lord called you to be a prophet. Called you to be a bishop. Called you to be a doctor. Called you to be an upstanding guy. Not caused you to please your mama. Unrighteously. And um, to, to ex God out the picture. Your daddy. There's an obsession that parents have over their children as well.
Honor your mother and father. And parents, do not provoke your children to anger. Mm, mm, mm. So many of us are angry. We've been provoked by our parents. And as a result, we don't know how to love. We don't know how to like. We don't know how to respect. We don't know how to provide. We don't know how to problem solve. We don't know how to address. We don't know how to communicate. All we know how to do is destroy other people's lives while we self-combust. This kind of disorder, erotomania, leads to harassment of other people such as showing up at their home or workplace. Now, I didn't have people show up at my house before. I didn't have people feel that they could come to my house without announcing themselves. I didn't have people show up at my doorstep with bullshit. I didn't have that happen. I didn't have people try to force situations on me and in my home that I don't want to happen. People will do that. And guess what? They have been met with the resistance. Because there comes a day in your life where you're going to have to teach people their boundaries. And your boundaries. If you don't call, don't show up. If we ain't cool, don't show up. If the Lord separated me from you, don't show up at my house. Don't force your way into my home. I've begun to understand that you really, really, really got to protect your home. That's why they made hotels. That's why they made don't book the trip. That's why they made um, hesitate. That's why hesitation, the word hesitation. Some people need to hesitate on their actions. There comes a time where people showing up at your home or your workplace is going to result in some physical altercations or some legal ramifications. And when you show up at somebody's house, That does not want you. When you travel from one state to another state to chase behind a man. To chase behind a woman that don't want you. That's a problem. Now another problem is the lying ass people who sit there and try to balance two situations out. Telling somebody one thing. Telling somebody something else. And just being a whole Humpty Dumpty. Straddling the fence. You can't have both one foot in one relationship and another foot in another. Choose. Make your choice. Quit running back and forth from woman to woman, from situation to situation. Get some stability in your feet. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Stop sitting here playing games thinking you a pimp. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of seeing people having one foot over here and one foot over there, neglecting everything. Get your shit together, sister, brother. 
Stop telling people one thing and then making it out like it's all this situation when it ain't that. When it's really you. What are you doing to fix the situation? How are you contributing to the situation? That's why some of these side chicks can't leave because these fuckers won't stop playing games. Lying on a spouse. Oh, she ain't having sex with me. She ain't doing this. She ain't doing that. Well, what are you not doing is the question. And then you lead these women on and, and, and create an environment for them to continue to defile your marriage. You both are guilty. You and the side chick. I know that. I know we talking about side chicks later, but I just got to say that. Some of you brothers and some of you sisters are leading people on. You're having emotional affairs and you want to know why the other person doesn't have any respect for your spouse. Because you don't. You teach these hoes how to respect your spouse and disrespect them. That's what you do. You teach these he hoes and these she hoes. You showing them. How much you respect your spouse, man, by the bullshit that you do. And now they don't want to stop emailing you. They don't want to stop calling. Now they text messaging you all throughout the fucking night because of you. You started it. And then your spouse got to try to run off this damn buzzard because you brought the buzzard into the relationship. And now they don't want to let you go because you fucking them. Or you sleeping with them. Or fornicating. Whatever words you want to use. I'm getting very serious about this. Because so many people are suffering in relationships. From people who are delusional and lie. And they go out and they have affairs. And they cheat on their spouse. And they demand their spouse. They demand the significant other. To rise up and fully function in their role. While you dysfunction. To hell with you. To hell with you. You can take all of that thought and take it to Hades. And you can go into the lake of fire if you're going to continue to be an unrepented adulterer. I'm going somewhere with this. You create these people to be obsessed. You create the environment. Now, you cannot control somebody else's behavior. I understand that. But you show can be conducive to it. Do you understand the after effects of having to catch your spouse having an emotional affair with somebody else over and over and over again? Can you imagine catching STDs because your spouse is going out there doing these things and creating situations and bringing them back to you? They are wounded. That's why they do it. And we catch, we forgive. We catch, we forgive. We catch, we forgive. Oh, and don't let you go out and be the hoe. Don't let, don't let you go out and do the same thing that they do. They cannot tolerate it and they will, they will literally melt before your eyes. That's the hypocrisy of a whore and a whoremonger. Don't do it to me, but I will do it to you. Now you got to spend your time running off this obsessive man, this obsessive woman. And the reason why they so obsessed is because you have laid with them. Don't you know 
that eventually that very situation you had will leave you. Oh, God will orchestrate the circumstances every time. They go get they sick and tired of your shit. They fed up with it. Now you've got this obsessive, crazy ass woman coming after your wife. Coming after, or this crazy, obsessive ass man coming after your husband. Don't you understand that all this stuff does lead to death? Let's go back a little further. Um, let's talk about the Long Island Lolita. Let's talk about the girl who was in a relationship with Joey Buttafuoco. Young girl. In a relationship with him. He preyed upon her. She fell victim. They both got their own issues that made them connect. Okay? And in the end, she showed up at the wife's door and shot that woman in the head. And she lived. Annette Butterfuco lived. I think that's her name, Annette. Lived. Can you imagine opening your door and some little tramp hole trollop is at your door with a gun because your husband has been fucking around on you? And the little bitty bitch got the nerve to have a gun and point at you. Now, I know y'all said, I'm just being very honest with you because these are the things that people say in their conversation. Don't fall out on me now. This is some real talk. Why would you put your spouse in that position to have to be killed by your lover? Think about these things. Can you really stomach the consequences of the obsessive relationship that you started? I mean, what are you doing with your life today? Now, with the obsessional jealousy, this is a non-delusional preoccupation with partners' perceived infidelity. This can lead to repetitive and compulsive behaviors in response to infidelity concerns. This can cause significant distress or impair everyday functioning. Insecurity. Security has been breached. You told me. That you was going to be faithful. You wasn't going to lie. You wasn't going to cheat. You weren't going to do none of these things. You're going to protect me. You're going to be with me better for worse, richer for poor, sickness and health. And the only time I ever see you is when uh, there's health, when there is rich, and when there's better. But where the hell are you when I'm sick, when I'm poor, uh, and when it is worse? When it's worse is usually when the affairs happen. When it's sickness is usually when the affairs happen. When it is um, better for worse, sickness and health, rich or poor. When it's poor, it, it's all it's it's when a disaster. Mhm. That's when it happens. And because you've been done wrong so many times, you're having trouble filtering through what's real and what's not, because this person has. Played brain games with you. The whole intention was to prey upon your brain and to dysfunction your brain to get you to 
no longer operate as a fully functioning jovial person, but to become this submissive robot that has to sit there and deal with all of the bull that comes as a result of what you have done to me. How much longer are you going to be a whore? Whoremonger. How long? And now I can't tell the difference between this and that. And now I'm so obsessed because it's happened to me so many times that the little bit of flicker of light, I think you're cheating. The little bit of every time your text message goes off, I think you're cheating. Because that's what you do though. And then now let's just say you've been redeemed. Let's just say you stopped doing it. But the damage is so bad that it's going to take a while for your partner to recover from your bull. And ain't nothing worse than confronting somebody with what they've done to you. And they look you square in your face and say, I'm glad that hurt you. I'm glad that you're affected by that. I'm glad I did that to you. Do you know how trifling of a, you got to be to sit there and gloat in how you have maliciously hurt somebody? That's some shit, ain't it? Oh, but God, <laughs> but God. So anyway, brothers and sisters, let's move forward. Now it says that. OLD affects more women than men. Obsessive love disorder. It all stems back to the moment they put their penis inside of you. Shit gets real. But if we would be celibate, we would not encounter a lot of these situations. And I'm going to leave that right there because I don't want to go into the next show. Now, they prescribe medicines for all these disorders and stuff. But before we go into that, I just want to... Remind you of some things about adultery. Extramarital sex is often illegal in jurisdictions where adultery is illegal, regardless of whether the partners have given their consent. Now, the states in which adultery results in grounds for divorce only are Alaska, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, South Dakota, Tennessee, Vermont, Maine, Connecticut. For adultery in these states, it is considered to be sex outside of marriage. Okay. They criminalize sex outside of marriage and it is a felony. A felony. Let me scooch. A felony. Michigan, Wisconsin, Massachusetts, Oklahoma, Idaho. Where adultery is criminalized and considered to be sex outside of the marriage, where it is just a misdemeanor, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, New York, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Illinois, Minnesota, Nebraska, illegal only if the adulterous couple cohabitates. This is considered to be a misdemeanor in Mississippi, Alabama, and South Carolina. There are no statutes as of 1996 in California, Oregon, Nevada, Wyoming, Washington, Montana, Iowa, or Pennsylvania. In New York, 12 people have been charged with adultery. First case in 1972. Five of those cases resulted in a conviction. According to section 255.17 of the New York penal law, penal law, a penal law 
about adultery, a penal law. <sighs> adultery conviction is punishable by up to 90 days in jail or a $500 fine. Mm. In Wisconsin, it is a felony and up to two years in jail and a fine of $10,000. In Idaho, you really don't want to be the hoe. But in Idaho, if you choose to be a hoe, felony and it's up to three years in prison with a $1,000 fine. Now, in an obsessive relationship... We have learned a few things. We're going to shift real quick into the open marriage, the open relationship. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. is even easier now with the new abilities available from Spreaker Skill on Amazon Alexa. With Spreaker on Alexa, you can now listen to the Sister Speak show from even more places from all around the world. You also have navigation control. Fast forward and rewind podcast to make sure you never miss a second of your favorite show. And then you can ask for show recommendations like the Sister Speak show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Brothers and sisters, we want you to live. Apologize for that delay, brothers and sisters. You are listening to the Suspense Files on the Sister Speak Show. This is your host, Ayana. Are we recovering? Are we okay? Are we hanging in there? Y'all ready to make some change? Let's talk about these open relationships. An open marriage, a marriage where individuals um, decide that, (laughs) oh, they decide that they are too much for one person. So with an open relationship, you know, there are effects of an open relationship and an open relationship is defined as an intimate relationship, which is consensually non-monogamous. This term may sometimes refer to polyamory, but it is often used to signify a primary emotional and intimate relationship between two partners who agree to have sexual relationships, but not romantic relationships with other people. There are even websites dedicated to arranging open relationships and infidelities. And some of the effects of open relationships are jealousy and self-esteem issues. It never really is equal. Uh, There are sexually transmitted diseases, pregnancy issues, and emotions do get involved. Now, with that being said, a lot of times women will suggest an open relationship to save a marriage, to save a boyfriend situation, a girlfriend situation, you know, 
And I know I've said this before and I will say it again. If you're not married, you are single. If you are not married, you are single. Period. If you are not married, you are single. I got me a man. I don't know what you're talking about. If you are not married, you are single. Now, and I say that because some of you are saving relationships that don't exist. Some of you are going all out for relationships that really don't exist in the eyes of what really matters. A lot of you are wasting times in relationships. A lot of you are labeling things that just really either you're single or you're married, period. When you file your taxes, it don't say boyfriend. You have a boyfriend. Do you have a boyfriend? That's the problem. That's the problem. You need a man friend, (laughs) a woman friend, a boyfriend and a girlfriend will always display childlike behaviors. Uh Uh-uh, girl, I'm 65 and my man is 72. Is he your boyfriend, sister? Okay, okay. We're talking about marriage and being single. Either you're married or you're single. Now that you have digested that and can hopefully recover from that, I read an article in People Magazine about... An open marriage. And in this open marriage, uh, Shamari DeVoe, a member of the group Black, and now a member on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, revealed that she once suggested to her husband, Ronald DeVoe, Ronnie DeVoe of New Edition and BBD, Belle Biv DeVoe, uh, she once suggested an open marriage to Ronnie. She says, we were once on the brink of divorce. We were going through some really bad times. And there was a girl that I was interested in and I wanted to do something different. The open marriage lasted one and a half years. It was a point where he could do his thing and I could do mine. Y'all know each other are dating and other people and it's okay. It's not cheating. One thing not allowed was Shamari being with another man. Um, she said that being with another man was not in her category because she had her husband for that, right? So now, Ronald... Slept with 10 people during their open marriage, which she ended only after a year and a half. She slept with two women because she was bi-curious. Sister, I understand what it is to have rough times in a marriage. I'm married. 
we have got to stop enabling these whores and these whoremongers. Bringing another person into your marriage, whether it is known or not known, is defiling the marriage bed and is punishable by law, both spiritual law and as well as carnal law. One penis, two testicles, one vagina, two breasts. You know, you're enough. Just one one person with another, that's enough. But if you feel the need to bring another person into your bedroom because your man is a hoe, is a whoremonger, then you probably need to leave. You don't ever have to play yourself or sell yourself out because your man likes to have sex with other women. And because you can't stop him, you'd rather join him. Is it cheaper to keep him? Come here, Johnny Taylor. You said it's cheaper to keep her, but is it cheaper to keep him? Is the question. He slept with 10 extra women? I mean, he took that open marriage and ran with it. And those 10 women that slept with him, he's still a married man. Y'all still married and you defiled your bed. There's no other way to say it. You defiled your marriage bed. And when you bring another person into your marriage to save your marriage, you ain't trying to save your marriage. You slutting your marriage out. We're in an open relationship. We're in an open relationship. Um, Sister, are you a settler? Brother, are you a settler? I, I, I couldn't. You know, if I'm in an open relationship, it's it's not because I want it to be. It's because the nigga's cheating. It's because the brother's cheating. It's because he's out here cheating. I'm never okay with an open relationship. I'm never okay. I'm never going to say, hey, babe, I met this girl. No, I ain't by curious about nothing. I love. Okay. I'm a woman. And as a woman, I love what a man has. There is nothing another woman can do for me. But cause trouble and problems. Nothing. There ain't nothing on a woman's body that I want. As a woman. Because I got it myself. I want what I ain't got. You heard me. I just want to see what it's like to be with another woman. And I've heard all these things. And they can give you that another man cannot. I'm tired of being screwed over by men. I'm going to go ahead and dive into the ladies' pond. <sighs> oh, well, since he wants to cheat, I, I'm going to have one up on him. And I'm going to bring somebody home and see how he likes that. An open relationship leads to death. It leads to pregnancy. It leads to sexually transmitted diseases. It leads to emotional confusion. It leads to defiling. And it leads to the repercussions and ramifications from on high when you're his. Oh, my girl, she the shit. She go with me to the strip club and we be banging chicks together. Uh, Brother, you need a life and you sound so, oh, Lord, you sound, you sound, I'm trying to find the right word. Brother, you need to pull up some weeds. You need to pull up some weeds. Yeah, me and my girl, you know, we bang, we be banging, we be banging the same chick. You're, you are like, 
you, you know that you're defiled, right? Now, hear me on this. If your mate is not willing to be monogamous, if your mate is not willing to work it out, if your mate is continually getting caught, because if you keep getting caught with these women or you keep getting caught with these men, eventually you're going to drive into a sinkhole and nobody's going to be able to get you out. Your open marriage needs to be closed today. Your open relationship, you need to close it. I'm willing to do anything for my man. Sister, you need a life. You need a life. If you are so obsessed with this man that you would ruin or attempt to destroy the very foundation of why you were created, how you were created, and what you were created for, and how you're supposed to function in that creation. Okay, if you were willing to do that, sister, then we, we, we got we gotta work this out. We gotta we gotta talk to you. We've been talking to you. How good is the dick? Is the penis that good? So good that you're willing to do anything for this man? Now I'm not gonna get into the the, the, the other shows that I got planned, but this does you know, once somebody penetrates you, things get different obsessed because you penetrated me. Some of you men know that if you penetrate a woman that you'll have her. Some of you keep penetrating many women and that's why you have many problems. Some of you guys say 99 problems but a hoe ain't one. That's a damn lie. That is a damn lie. You got 99 problems and a woman is the root of about 50 of them. I get bored with just the same woman. I get bored with the same woman. I just get bored. I just get bored. So what if God kept creating more of you, just different versions of you, because he was bored with you? Up, oh, this one right here turned out to be a lame and a fuck boy. Let me go ahead and make another one. Oh, she, you know, uh, I, I, I don't want to be with the same one. Man, can you imagine be with the same person? Like, who raised you? Come on, TK Kirkland. Who raised you? The roots. It's the weeds. It's the weeds got you thinking like that. I ain't never seen no good marriage, so I ain't expect. It's the weeds. It's the weeds. It's the weeds. I mean, you've watched several movies, right? Um, you've watched horror films, romantic comedies. You've watched nonfiction. You've watched all these different films. And you should, at this point, be able to distinguish between a horror flick and a romantic comedy, Right. You have to be able to distinguish between the little boy that saw all of this and the and the man you are now. And because there is a Bible, because Jesus the Christ does exist, we are without excuse when it comes to learning how to behave properly. Some of you right now, men, the obsessive relationships that you are in, you're wasting so much of your semen, just giving your semen away. Oh, I didn't I didn't ejaculate inside of her. You ejaculate on her stomach, on her face, and a tissue. That's murder. Why you keep murdering your children? Why you keep wasting your sperm and ejaculating unnecessarily? What the hell is wrong with you that you constantly got to be touching your penis and ejaculating or having your penis in between somebody and, and, and creating situations where they become obsessed, where they do experience delusional jealousy, where they do have obsessional love disorder? Like, what's up, bruh? You doing this on purpose. 
Some of you men right now will not change your phone number so women can continue to get in touch with you from the past. That's how insecure you are that you won't change your phone number. You're married and you still got your old women contacting you. You are a whore monger. Stop it. Some of you right now got email addresses for cheating. (laughs) That's how you met your first spouse in the first place. Some of you got email addresses and are carrying on affairs through your emails and you need to abandon ship before ship abandons you. Some of you right now are shaking your boots because the woman you had an affair with got so much information on you that if she sent it to your wife, you'd be in a world of trouble and you'd be paying a heavy amount of alimony. (laughs) Guilty. Are you obsessed? Are you in an open relationship? Are you opening the doors that will never be able to be closed? Somebody is going to get jealous. Somebody is going to develop unhealthy attractions and emotions for somebody else. Swinging, threesomes, orgies, all of that is disgusting. It's disgusting. And by the way, if you ain't married, you are single. So, do you settle because of who you're married to? Are you married to a celebrity and because he's a whoremonger, you just have to beat him? You just got to do everything to keep him. I'm just trying to keep him because if I do it, then maybe. Nah, nah, sis. He ain't the one. He's not the one. Doesn't mean that he can't be the one. But right now he's so damaged that he's not the one. He's not even the one for himself. He cannot love you because he does not love himself. He does not love himself. So he does not love you. And you think you love him, but you really lust after him because of the physical connection and the physical touch and the way that kissing makes you feel, the way that fondling makes you feel, the dinner, the laughs, all of that initiation into the fuckery that's about to come through obsessive behaviors in relationships that comes with open relationships. If you watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta, please don't let that be the bar for how a real housewife is supposed to be. That ain't the bar. That is not the bar. Do not let these women who are loose-lipped and attitudinal, attitudinal, new word, (laughs) who have all these attitudes and this sass, unnecessary sass, this unsavory sass, have you missing out on your best life and living your worst life. Some of these women have no idea how to keep a man and they display this behavior that makes you think that you can act like them. I didn't have somebody walk up on me before they thought that the cameras was rolling. Um, excuse you, you're delusional. The cameras ain't rolling and this ain't what you want. So walking up on me trying to reenact something you seen on Real Housewives of anything will get you fucked up in these streets. Real spit. See, when you are in an obsessive relationship or an open relationship, you better have life insurance and you better have a will. You better have uh, your obituary, how you want it to look. You know, all of your final plans, you better have them all together when you decide to tip out. You better have things together when you decide to either be the aggressor or the aggressee in a relationship. You better you better have bail money and a lawyer because these behaviors will lead to prison time, jail time, funeral time. Funeral time, jail time, prison time. 
Some of you are playing mind games with the person you're with and it's about to come to an end. Some of you right now are into heavy narcissism and it's going to come to an end. The worst thing that can ever happen to a narcissist is when you are fed up with them and you will no longer supply what they have been sucking from you. You are obsessed with me. You are putting me in a position to where I think I got to have an open relationship just to keep you. Ain't no man, ain't no woman worth keeping that that that, that you feel you need to have an open relationship relationship with. I don't care if it's Ronnie DeVoe, Michael Bivens, Ricky Bell, Bobby B, Johnny G, Ralph T. I don't care if it's Tank, Tyrese, Genuine. I don't care if it's Bobby Valentino, Keith Sweat. If it's um uh, the Leverts. I don't care if it's um who else is Jacquees talking about. I'd rather be with you and all your bullshit. Are you sure you want to be with me and all of my bullshit? Because if I've got bullshit, then you've got bullshit too. I mean, seriously, y'all. Are we willing to slut ourselves out for these celebrity men? Are they so much of a celebrity that you're willing to put down your morals and values to keep this man who will not be kept? Can't be kept? Can't be contained? You can't change a man by bringing another woman into the relationship or bringing another man into the relationship. You can't. What the hell? You cannot do that. There's only one person that can change baby boy. Okay. <laughs> There's only one person that can change him. There's only one person that can change her. And sometimes they don't get to experience that change because death comes knocking at their door. Imagine opening your door and somebody shooting you. Imagine being caught in the act of having sex with somebody else and their spouse comes home. Because not everybody knows that they're in an open relationship. And how much of a celebrity is somebody that I'm willing to say, I will do anything for you just to be seen with you. Just to be said, oh, that's such and such baby mama or that's such and such wife. And this man is for everybody. But you are willing to hold on because he's an NFL football player and he drives a Mercedes Benz 2025. Ain't even came out yet. You know, he's got all these access to the excess. And the only thing is, if you come with morals, you can't come. If you getting on this tour bus, you better be ready to suck. And you know what rhymes with suck. And some of you sisters... The bottom of your feet is so black from running behind tour buses and uh, your knees are scraped up because you've been given so much fellatio trying to be next to these celebrities. Like you have already said to yourself, I ain't got nothing in me that can make me produce anything that is purpose driven in this life. So I'm just going to suck this man's penis to death and get a couple dollars and live in his shadow. Oh, since I keep catching him with women, I'm going to take control of this and I'm going to bring the women home and I'm going to take control of this situation. You settling and you sacrificing and what are you teaching your children? What are you teaching the very people who look at you and see you?
Because children see some things. Oh, you think they don't see it. They see it. They see it. They smell the desperation. They smell the fornication. They smell everything around you. Why do you think little babies sit there and emulate us? They are watching. And you're teaching your daughters and your sons that when their father or their mother chooses not to oblige by a moral code that you then have to settle and lose your morals and cater to their sexual indiscretions and their lust and their deviancy and their delinquencies and their irresponsibilities and lack of accountabilities. That's what you're saying. Daddy takes care of us. The money is good. But mama, you can't only see out of one of your eyes because daddy keeps on beating on you. But the money is good. As long as I don't see it, it doesn't affect me. Your father can do what he wants as long as I don't see it or smell it or there's no perfume and I don't have any evidence. As long as the bills are paid and as long as everything is appearing to be okay, your father can do what he wants as long as he doesn't bring it around me. Are you that type of wife and mother? MC Light said, I don't care about all the other girls. Just be good to me. But Georgie Porgy ended up dying, MC Light. He ended up dying. So since he ended up dying, MC Light, do you now feel that just because he can only be good to you, as long as he's good to you, it don't matter what he do to the other girls. It don't matter what he does to his life. As long as when he's in your presence, he is dicking you down. Paying your bills. How far is your erotomania gone? Are you the type of sister that knows that a man is married, a celebrity man is married, and you still going after him anyway because you just love married men? You just love wrecking homes because your home was wrecked at a young age, and so now you're on a purpose-driven mission, really with no purpose, but a purpose to destroy every home that you can by opening your legs as wide as the Gulf of Mexico. You specialize in married men. You love it. Gotta have it. Are you that type of sister? No commitment. No commitment. You gotta be a fool if you don't want a commitment. You gotta be a fool if you don't want to be married. You gotta be a fool if you don't have a foundation and a thought of how things are supposed to righteously go. Some of you right now have parents. My parents were married for over 50 years, man. I've seen stability and I've seen instability. I've seen them get into it. I've seen them get out of it. I've seen them work through it. I've seen my mama take some shit that she probably shouldn't have take. I've seen my daddy take some shit that he probably shouldn't have taken. I've seen some things. So in all in all, I know that we are called to work it out. And I also know he's never put his hands on my mama. I do believe that he uh, was, um, there were some things that he did verbally, but my mama, you know, she wasn't innocent either. I mean, that's just a balance. I'm being very transparent with you all, but I do understand that we are to work it out when there is no adultery. If there's adultery, then that's a whole nother thing. If you cheating on me, bye, Lord, bring my king. If you cheating on me, bye. Lord, bring my queen. That's the thoughts of the people who are sick and tired of you. Fed up, fed up, fed up. 
Instead of being booed up, some of y'all need to be fed up, fed up, fed up, fed up, fed up, fed up. You got me being fed up, fed up. I mean, seriously, instead of being booed up, you need to be fed up. Maybe then you could end up being booed up. But until you get fed up, you're going to end up being, you know what? If you put another boo in front of boo, you got boo-boo. And we know what boo-boo stands for. <laughs> Real talk, y'all. Real talk. Your open relationship needs to close. You're settling for the bullshit needs to close. Today, I am challenging every man and every woman to end their affair. Call that man, call that woman today and end it today. Close that open relationship today. Stop defiling the marriage bed today. Repent today. Confess today. You are guilty. You are living unrighteously, but it does not mean that you cannot change. People say once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't believe that. I do not believe that because why did the Lord die? His dying is not in vain. I do not believe once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't believe once a liar, always a liar. I don't believe once a murderer, always a murderer. I don't subscribe. Once a thief, always a thief. I, once a glutton, always a glutton. I don't subscribe to that. I believe we can change. I believe anyone can change. I believe that the Lord God Almighty has the power to journey you right on to Damascus. I believe he can blind you for three days. I believe that he can change your name from Saul to Paul. Yes, I do. We do not have to continue in our ways and we can change. We have to want to change. Some of you right now are in some of the most effed up situations and it's because of our childhood and not tending to the weeds and uprooting them. It is from our vision. It is from the nature and nurture aspect of life. But for me to say that a hoe cannot change is a lie. For me to say that a woman cannot stop stripping, that a man cannot stop tipping is a lie. You can. I've seen it. There are a million good men and there are a million good women. This world is not just filled with Fuck boys and fuck girls. There are good men and good women in this world that do not cheat. That are righteous. Not perfect, but they are righteous. They do consider other people. They are empaths. They do understand what it is to operate in their role as a man and operate in their role as a woman. There are good people in this world. There are men who are married and faithful. There are women who are married and faithful. Just because you have seen the opposite of what I said does not mean that there is not an opposite of what you have seen. There are great men out here. There are men that are not dogs. There are men that you can trust. There are men that will make sure that you are not insecure. There are men that will not betray you. There are men that do curve their exes. There are men that curve women when their wives aren't around. There are men who know how to be great in public and great in private. There are good men, good leaders, good providers, people who take great care of their home 
in their workplace and their children and they love Jesus the Christ and they love their wife as Jesus has loved the church. There are men who have been convicted of their wrongs and have turned around. So I refuse to say that there are no good men because that's a lie. I refuse to say that there are no good women because that's a lie. There are bad men who have become good men. There are bad women who have become good women. And they have a testimony a, a, a mile long of how trifling they used to be. And now they teach people how not to be trifling. They show the red flags. So if you have given up on the foundations of marriage and the true meaning of a relationship, please, please don't say you've given up because if you've given up, then you know that it can elevate. Say you've given down because it's crashing. Today is the day you end your affair. Today is the day that you close that open relationship. Today is the day that you stop being bi-curious. You need to be eye curious, curious about your damn self. You don't know enough about you to be curious about somebody else. You don't even know enough about yourself to be bi curious. I'm curious about somebody else along with myself. Are you serious? Come on out there, Fugazi. Stop stop eating hot Cheetos. Um, uh, up your diet so you'll think a little bit better. Stop watching these TV shows and letting these people tell you how to be. These people are corrupt. I don't care if you've seen another woman kissing another woman and another man kissing another man. So? You don't have to engage in that. You don't get to bring that back to your marriage. You know how women are if you a woman. How the hell you going to be, be, be bi-curious about your own sex when you have that? You have a vagina. You have breasts. You have a bottom. You have all these things. What the hell are you curious about? I just want to see how it feels to be with another woman. Do you have a mama? Do you have a sister, a girlfriend, a super friend, a super cousin, or somebody? That's how it feels to be with another woman. I just see when it feels to be like sexually. You need to rebuke that and cast that out in the name of Jesus the Christ and plead the blood of Jesus over your life and a hedge of thorns around your vagina. Because two women laying together involving a strap on, you both know that the penis is the power. Because you even bought something into the situation that is dominated by a phallic symbol. You know that you so if a woman puts on a strap on and she penetrates you, you both look crazy. You are confused and you need therapy. Because ultimately you're saying I know that a penis goes into a vagina. And um another woman cannot pump you, stroke you, finesse you and do all the things that a man can do. Ever in a life, you can't lick better, do nothing. Oh, yes, a woman can, because a woman knows what a woman wants. You need to stop watching TV, sis, because you're confused. A woman cannot do for you the way a man can do for you. 
ever. I don't care how big the dildo is. I don't care how strong her tongue is. I don't care about if she holds you and and holds you after the, the session, after the effery. No woman can ever penetrate another woman professionally. <laughs> ever. I'm serious about that. How are you going to be curious about something you have? That's your lust and your flesh, which leads to the obsessive behaviors, which leads to the low self-esteem, which leads to the overwhelming attraction, the obsessive thoughts, the feeling and the need to protect the person, the extreme jealousy over the other interpersonal uh, interactions. You know, it, it, it is what leads to the um, the DSED and the RAD, those disorders, y'all. It does. Stop being bi-curious. Stop it. Stop it. You should never give your husband permission to have sex with another woman in front of your face. Ever in life. This is probably one of the longest shows Ever, and I could say so much more. A lot of us are hindering ourselves because of our childhood and the obsessive relationships, the open relationships are dangerous. Francis Newton was obsessed. And she killed her husband and her two children for $50,000 each that she never received. Life insurance better have my money. The Francis Newton story. The dangers of an obsessive relationship and the dangers of an open relationship on the Suspense Files on the Sister Speaks show. Coming up on the Sister Speaks show, we have the Felicia Morgan story. She's got to have it. And the dangers of being a side chick. We have the Deborah Brown Alton Coleman story, securing body bags, the consequences of being digmatized. And the Malika Griffin story, who are the people in your neighborhood? Caught cheating with the same sex, the dangers of being on the down low for restricted listening audiences only, brothers and sisters. Um, I just want you to understand this. On the Sister Speak Show, we go deep and we make no apologies. In conclusion, You need to be celibate. You need to close your legs to married men and married women. In conclusion, you need to go back to your childhood and uproot those weeds. In conclusion, sex can kill you. Obsession and an open relationship can kill you. How desperate are you? You've been listening to the Sister Speak Show, a syndicated podcast on Amazon Alexa. We have had a wonderful time 
today conversing about all of this strong commentary and I make no apologies for it. I want my brothers and my sisters to rise out of the behaviors that hinder them from living their best life. Everything I talked about today, you can be delivered from. Everything I spoke on, you can be healed from. You've made some mistakes. I've made some mistakes. We've laid with people we had no business laying with. We've obsessed over people we had no business obsessing over. We have created situations and dysfunctional situations for people that we had no business creating. Prayer changes things. The Lord Jesus Christ is a wonderful counselor and sometimes you don't have anybody else to talk to but him because if you could tell people all of the stuff you did, you know you'd be judged and you'd be, you're embarrassed. But I'm challenging you today to end all of the things that you're in that you know you're not supposed to be in. Do not let your flesh take you out of here. Do not let your childhood ruin you from a righteous adulthood. Now, if you're hearing my stomach growling in the background, that's my co-host. <laughs> my stomach is my co-host, obviously. You can be delivered, brothers and sisters. You really can. I thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me share this with you all. I really am concerned about my brothers and sisters, and I want to see you in healthy marriages. I want to see you um, first healthy on your own. Okay? I want to see you healthy on your own. So regardless of the rebuking and of the strong language at the beginning of the day and at the end of every episode, I must offer you this, a challenge to be better and to stop. You can literally just stop. You can get so sick and tired of it and just stop. You can do it. I know you can. Sister, put that penis down. Brother, put that vagina down. Come on, put it down. Put that phone down. Go ahead and log out. Unfollow. Block. Confront. End. The next time she calls, because you've told her when to call because your wife is out. End it. Come clean. Sister, that emotional fear you're having, that piece of side penis that you're getting, you better end it before that man ends up killing you. It's bad enough, you're going to have to confess at one point. But sister, I'm telling you, even if you're not getting any attention at home, does not mean that you go and dysfunction and disrupt. You got to hold your peace. Same with you, brother. To the side chicks, to the women who um, and men who engage in destroying other people's homes and you are fully aware of the marriage, woe unto you. And you better repent and you better repent now. There's a time coming where you ain't going to be able to. Now, I'm not trying to send you to hell. You're trying to do that on your own. So, why don't you repent and get it together? So, in the beginning of the situation, you can live out your life without all these monkeys on your back. Oh, you can be delivered from your obsessive behaviors in a relationship. And you can close 
your open relationships. With that being said, brothers and sisters, I have had a wonderful time talking with you. I have a very special guest lineup for you all. Um, December 8th, I have Loso, who is also the brand ambassador for the Beats app. He will be my special guest on the tour on the 8th. On the 9th, I have Deshay Cole, who is a PR. She'll be on the platform. Then I have... Oh, I have so many. We've got Chelsea Montgomery coming on the platform. I have Hooker Boy Films coming to the stage. We've got Allie coming, James Doe, Ryan J. You know, the lineup just continues to become amazing. Got some more great shows for you. And uh, brothers and sisters, get ready because we're going to turn this into a radio station. We ain't playing. Get ready, get ready, get ready. So with that being said, shout out to everybody who listens to my show. I've been seeing y'all listening. I'm going to say hi to everybody. I appreciate you. With that being said, you be blessed, you be encouraged, you be strong, and you be righteous. You be bitter and not better. You get out of your feelings and get into your healings. Otherwise, there won't be any righteous dealings. And um, get up and get out and get something. This is your host, Ayana, live and direct, even though this is on demand, from Dallas, Texas. I'll be conversing with you all very soon. Check me out on Instagram at sister, excuse me, at SGT Queen, SGT Queen on Instagram. You can always look on Spreaker. You can go on YouTube. You know the platforms that we're on. If you're interested in being a special guest on the Sister Speak show, we'd love to have you. Direct message me at SGT Queen. SGT Queen. Um, you can also email me at the Sister Speak show at Gmail. I'd love to converse with you. Shout out to all the people that I've been meeting just in my journey along the way that I've been able to share a discerning and positive word with. I keep running into them after we've talked and I just see them thriving and living. And to everybody who I've talked to on the phone and customer service who's tuning into my show, you know, thank you for those conversations and I thank you for listening to the Sister Speak Show. Be encouraged. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and sign off the Sister Speak Show. Spiritual inspiration shared through the arts, the Sister Speak Show. Spiritual inspiration shared through Ayana. Where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, impact, and evolve. I'll talk to you all later. Take care now. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Be encouraged.